Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, Tom Hughes continues his series entitled Marking the Masses, and Pastor Larry will answer a question. Friends, I want to encourage you to visit our website, swrc.com. There you'll find the latest headlines from the End Times video with Dr. Larry Spargimino and Marvin McIlvaney. You'll find our latest Watchmen on the Wall programs and timely articles that will inform and strengthen your faith. And of course, our extensive archive of past programs and the Resource Center, filled with over 1,000 books and DVDs. SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com. Josh Davis welcomes Tom Hughes back to Watchmen on the Wall today. Tom is delivering a wake-up call to both believers and unbelievers alike regarding an agenda that was set in motion in 1961 to enslave society. If you doubt this, listen carefully to what Tom has to say in today's program. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday with Pastor Tom Hughes. So if you missed part one of our conversation, I urge you to go to our website and listen to that, swrc.com. And we're talking about his brand new book, Marking the Masses, talking about the mark of the beast, talking about the great tribulation period. We're talking about globalism. We're talking about a cashless society. We're going to cover a lot of ground today with the help of the Lord. And we are excited to welcome Pastor Tom Hughes back to Watchmen on the Wall. Thank you for joining us again, Pastor Tom. Oh, you bet. Great to be back with you again, Josh. So how do we see Satan working to usher in a global religious system in our world today? That's a a big question. It is, Uh, I know. (laughs) I, I guess you could start with deceit. He is the master of deception. And when you think of a magician, who would be the greatest magician in the whole universe? Well, it would be Satan wants us to look one way while he's doing something else. He's the one who appears to be delivering something that is true, but in actuality, it is a lie. He started that way in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, and he continues to, his master is spin. And you go back to the Garden of Eden. Satan says, the serpent says to Eve, did God really say that? You know, Eve, he couldn't, oh, come on. He, he immediately cast doubt on the truth of what the Bible actually says, the truth of God, the truth of Jesus coming the first time, the truth of Jesus coming again the second time, the truth of the entire word. And as we see things develop right now, we hear very similar things coming from the tech people, the people, World Economic Forum, you've all know Horizon, so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't surely die with the new technology. You'll be like God. Mm-hmm. And very same thing that the serpent said to Eve in the garden. But then you start looking at where we are right now. What is happening with what I'll call wokeism? I call it wokeism in the book. I yes. deal with it rather extensively in there. And it's this complete change of the human mind. It's, it's not even an experiment. In past, you might say this is an experiment. But when I look at it, it's like this psyop that has happened to brainwash the masses of the people, where everything that God says is true is now there's doubt cast upon it. Well, you're not really a boy. What, what do you mean you were assigned birth as a boy? Well, wait a minute. What do you really feel on the inside? I mean, this all goes back to the way that Satan lies. Yes. 
It does. And what, he, what has happened is the enemy of our souls has managed to shift people's minds to remove the ability to be able to critically think. Can't happen anymore. People have been dumbed down through follow the science, critically think, no, well, if the Bible really says this, then no, it can't really mean that. So when you look at, you have people that are kindergartners, elementary school, junior highers, high schoolers, universities have been gone for a long time. But if you look at it just a few years out, you go out five years or 10 years, you, you take the elementary grades and you just move that out 10 years, what do you have? You have an entire Western world that has been radically reshaped in their thinking, where what the Bible says has now become a lie according to what the devil tells us. Mm-hmm. It's this great deception that has been forced upon the masses, but you know people believe this. And so in the process, it's this, I believe wokeism is the foundation that is necessary to be able to reshape the people, to be able to get them to worship someone that is, that is the false Christ. And the Satan is the master deceiver. Yes, so whatever he, is. he says is good. Whatever, whatever God says is good, Satan says is bad. It's Isaiah chapter 5, about the time when, when what's good is bad, what's bad is good, what's evil is right, what's right is wrong. You know, uh, so we're living through how that is all happening. Mm-hmm. And as we're approaching the end, I know that we're not in the end times, we're not in the Great Tribulation right now, but we certainly see the stage being set like never before when you look at Israel and you look at all the world events and globalism. And so as, as we're seeing these things take shape, what might the mark of the beast look like? What kind of a, a form might it take, whether that be through technology all the different avenues that we see. How could the mark of the beast appear during that time of the Great Tribulation? Well, you know, technology is advancing so rapidly. You know, you look at the news today and you think, wow, look at the latest thing. By tomorrow, you go, wow, this, is, this makes yesterday's tech news look old. That's how fast it's going. But we do know, we, we could totally see the shaping of everything. We know about databases. We can look and go, okay, Facebook has really been a data collector. I mean, when you get into DARPA and so forth, you start realizing, wow, this is what Google's been up to, Facebook has been up to, Instagram has been up to, data collection. People willingly surrender all of their information to Facebook about their family, their photos, everything else. It's all Mm -hmm. out there. The same people who say, I'll never give my information to the government. Well, they just did. They just surrendered it all willingly and freely. So you have the mass data collection which will, which the, the information is never going to go away. The director of CIA said many years ago, when he was asked, what are you going to do with all this data? He says, we're going to use it. And they will use it against the masses of people. And what form the mark comes in, I, I remember talking about RFID chips in 1999. Mm-hmm. So they've been around for a while. And you look at, you have quantum dot tattoos. You have things that could be planted now with technology we know that might be in a person's body too. But I have a theory. I do believe that the mark of the beast will be visible to the human eye. Mm. And now granted, I believe we're going to be raptured before it comes about, but the technology is there to do it where it's not visible. But 
when you look at the Old Testament and you have God tells the Jewish nation, he goes, hey, write your, my word on your right hand or on your forehead. And you, you can see it. You're going to strap it on your arm. You're going to have it there. You, you see the phylacteries today, yes. even when you go to, even when you go to Israel, it was an outward visible, I belong to God. Um, now, granted, what it really means is you have his word hidden within your heart, right. uh, that you will meditate upon it day and night. But this is the way that men think. Hence, you have the phylacteries today and amongst the uh, Haredi community. And also Satan, he, he's a copycat, and he will use whatever's going to manipulate men. And I believe he, Satan is so full of pride, he's going to want everyone to know who his people are. So exactly what that mark will look like, I just happen to believe it's going to be visible. Does it have to be visible? Absolutely not. The technology is here today, so it does not have to be visible to the human eye. It will be visible to, to uh, phones or whatever, you know, whatever they're whatever's used to assess a person has the mark. But you look at Amazon, you look at uh, Whole Foods, I believe it's bought by Amazon, you, you look, okay, you wave your palm. Man, people are excited about that. I get to just put my right hand right here, and yes. I get to pay with my palm. People are so excited about that. They're going from their phone to their watch to their hand, and it's going to go to your forehead. And we could very well we're not too far in the future. It could possibly happen before, before the rapture takes place, because now we're watching hand scanning to pay. Could it be we see forehead scanning to pay? I believe it's quite possible, because we know that the eyes already are, are used for identification, which are um, actually more valuable for identification than, than even a hand is. It's fascinating, because the Bible told us all of these things are going to happen. And all of it's happening, just as the Bible said it would. Just really amazing. It is. And even like the facial recognition software and things that are available right now, I know Amazon is using that in conjunction with their Palm Pay device to where you can do the pay and go. You just grab what you want off the shelf. The cameras monitor facial recognition and other things. And you put something back on the shelf you don't want and and you get what you want and just walk out. You don't have to stop at a cashier or anything else. And we see that in place right now in certain Major League Baseball parks across America. They're using it for ticketing systems. You can just scan your face and use that. Use your face as your ticket to some of the ballparks. And a lot of things that are happening with the use of biometric data in our world today. Uh, let's shift gears just a little bit. And by the way, friends, we're talking with Pastor Tom Hughes about his brand new book, Marking the Masses. It's available through our ministry by calling 1-800-652-1144 or by visiting swrc.com. You can connect with Pastor Tom and his wonderful ministry at hopeforourtimes.com. Again, that's hopeforourtimes.com. Let's shift gears to talk about the economy. What do we see happening in our world to push us towards a, a cashless economy. And if we're moving in a cashless direction, what will replace cash for us? We're definitely moving in a cashless direction. Again, if you're going to pay with your, by scanning your hand or your face, and thank you for bringing clarity on the face scan. When I go through airports, I mean, I, uh, my information is in the bigger airports, I just look at the machines. 
Mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything in a couple of them. I just look at them and I can go free. Right. It's kind of convenient and nice, but the day is coming when that will all be used against us. So, but, so we look at it, it's all tied in together. I believe that the economy has to be collapsed in order to bring about this system. And, and we keep hearing the threats. There's going to be a cyber attack. That, you know, it's going to be Russia. It's going to be China. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. Listen, it's going to happen. They're preparing us for it. They prepared us for other certain things that have taken place over the last four years before they come. And again, people are being conditioned to surrender their freedom. So we have what's called 15-minute cities that I believe are coming that's going to be a digital city where people will not be able to travel based on social credit, climate credits, that type of thing. You have good climate credit, you'll be able to have more freedom. Same with social credit. If you go along with the social system, the wokeism of, of the time, your social credit will be much greater. You'll, you'll be able to get out of that digital 15-minute lockdown, but the lockdown city. But how much gas will you be able to get for your car? Or will you, anybody even be able to get gas for the car, the way things are going? Uh, groceries that you're going to buy. We're hearing about the need to uh, limit, to ration groceries because of climate disasters. You're going, you got to be kidding me. But this is the reality of it. So if this talk, again, it would go back to what we were talking about yesterday. Don't let a crisis go to waste. That's how they think. So it's bringing about the crisis. When we look at Revelation chapter 6, we have the rider on the black horse. And what happens with the black horse? We have an economic catastrophe. It appears to be global, where it's a day's wage for a loaf of bread for the masses of the people. But the elite class says, don't harm the oil or the wine. I believe that applies to the elite class. The people at the top that are controlling all of these things, they're the ones who are flying the, the private airplanes right now to their climate conventions, telling everybody else, don't try your car. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're not going to be touched by these things. But in order to bring about the people to a place of wanting to involve themselves in the digital currency world, hey, you start taking away food, you collapse the economy, you blame it on whoever you want to blame it on, the cyber world, cyber attack. Once they go to the grocery store, they can't get it. You have three days where you can't get groceries. People will start surrendering all of their freedoms to just have that central bank digital currency, and it will be centralized, meaning that there's going to be an entity that has control of that which is also necessary for the global system. It's also what the Bible told us was going to come. And ultimately, there's one person that will be in control of that. And that's the one the Bible describes as beast, uh, also known as Antichrist, that's coming. And the technology is here that is necessary to make it happen. Absolutely. And we see our world pushing for this, whether it be the International Monetary Fund the Federal Reserve here in America and, and various other groups like the World Economic Forum that are really pushing us toward this central bank digital currency, cashless economy. And so one question that I've always had, and I know you discussed it in your book, Marking the Masses, is that why will people allow the government to control their lives to this extent? Why will they willingly fork over their freedoms and allow their lives to be controlled like this? One reason why is with the, the brainwashing or conditioning that we've experienced over the last several years. And it's been going on a lot longer than that. But we can, we, people now can say, okay, we're living through it. And we can see how the, many people are just willing to do whatever the government tells them to do. 
how many people are convinced the government really has their best interest in mind? No, God has our best interest in mind. Yes. And God warned us this was going to be this way. Part of it is the conditioning has already started for Big Brother to come along and say, I will be here. I'm the one who's going to take care of you. Back to the first question you asked me in yesterday's program. And we talked about the solution. Government's going to come along with the solution to the problem. The problem they create or use, but they're going to sell the solution. So people are already conditioned in their mind. They're conditioned emotionally. I believe they're even conditioned spiritually through wokeism and other things. But then when you uh, work it out also, again, you go, you go to a place where people can't get the food that they want to have. They can't, things are taken away from them, just some of the comforts that they're used to. They will start surrendering more and more freedoms to the government. It was, it's Satan when he has this conversation with God about Job. And he says to God, hey, let me touch him. Let me do this to him. Let me do that to him. And, and then he says this to God. He says, Skin for skin, a man will do anything to save his life. These globalists know that. You can go back in history, they understood that. Hence, Tower of Babel really, I believe, is the promise from Nimrod to, hey, I'll give you peace and safety. What's going to be the rallying cry? Peace and safety. We will protect you. Especially as you watch everything collapse. We have a constant fear-mongery that's going on from new pandemics to, I mean, now we're hearing about malaria all the time. We're hearing about fires breaking out, which fires do happen. Earthquakes, it's a climate catastrophe. doesn't matter what it is. It's this constant fear-mongering that is, and the more people are afraid, the more like, wow, government does have the solution. Mm-hmm. Wow, I better turn to my neighbor who's not going along with these things. Mm. It happened over the last four years. People will turn in their neighbors, and people will surrender their freedoms in order to receive the promise from this, global government that's coming. We're here for you. We have your best interest in mind. We'll take care of you. And people will believe it. They're already believing it. Yes. Even if they've been lied to, they're believing it. Yes. I know your ministry is called Hope for Our Times and begins with that word hope. And I know your heart behind this is not to scare people, not to cause people to panic or live in fear. As you just said, we don't go down that road like the others do. So how can we live with hope? How can we live victoriously today? Uh, your book ends with this wonderful section. And just tell people today how they can live with hope and live in victory today, and we don't have to live in fear. Yeah, I look at this, and the, the fear mongers, all you got to do is look at the news, man. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. But Jesus, he even told his disciples when they asked him, what's, what's the sign of your coming in the end of the age. And then he said, after he listed several signs, he says, see, I've told you beforehand. In Isaiah chapter 46, God says that he tells us the end from the beginning. Why does he tell us beforehand? So that we would know, so that we wouldn't be discouraged, so that we wouldn't lose hope, but we would recognize, wow, everything is happening the way God said it was going to happen. And this world isn't my home. I'm a citizen of heaven. This world is as close to hell as I'm ever going to get. But what's happening is these other people who don't know the Lord are building building their utopia on earth because this is as close to heaven as they're ever going to get. And so we don't have to be afraid. Jesus even said this most profound statement. He said, when you see these things begin to take place, in other words, when we see 
the beginning of these things begin to converge all at the same time, which we're watching. Yes. He said, look up and lift up your head because your redemption draws near. That term, look up, is look to the Lord. Keep our eyes fixed above and lift up your head. It's a term of with excitement. It's like, wow, we have, this is so exciting. Although the signs are bad, wow, they point to what's good. The good news is Jesus is about ready to call us home. He's going to usher us into his kingdom. He's going to say, come up here, and it is going to be glorious. But in the meantime, we have a message and an opportunity to wake up people. Amen. Well, Pastor Tom, we are so grateful for your time. And friends, we encourage you to pick up your copy of this wonderful book, Marking the Masses, so that your eyes will be open to what's happening around you and so that you can fix your eyes, as Pastor Tom just so eloquently laid out for us, on Christ Jesus. He alone is our hope, our peace, our security. Pastor Tom, thank you so much for joining us on Watchmen on the Wall. Uh, thank you, Josh. It was wonderful. It was good talking with you. The brand new book by Tom Hughes, Marking the Masses, reveals if the world knew what was coming, they would fear the future. Marking the Masses is a wake-up call to both believers and unbelievers alike. Order Marking the Masses by Tom Hughes when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order Marking the Masses when you visit our website, swrc.com. Now it's time to Ask Pastor Larry, a segment where our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, answers important questions on the Bible, the Christian life, and the end times. Falling away in modern times is quite shocking. There are several examples of high-profile Christian leaders who publicly came forth and announced their change of heart and have become enemies of the Christian faith. Charles Templeton, who used to preach crusades and evangelistic meetings with Billy Graham, turned his back on Christianity. His most famous book, Farewell to God, lists several reasons why he changed his mind. For more than 20 years, Charles Templeton was a major figure in the church in Canada and the United States. During the 1950s, he and Billy Graham were the two most successful promoters of mass evangelism. The claim has often been made that science has disproven the Bible. People are often told that real scientists don't believe the Bible. In other words, if you believe the Bible, you are not a real scientist. The project was launched by the Discovery Institute in 2001. It was started in response to the demonstrably false claim by the tax-funded public broadcasting system that, quote, Virtually every scientist in the world believes the theory of evolution to be true. Close quotes. Obviously, that is not a true statement. Virtually every scientist in the world does not believe the theory of evolution to be true. The second development that is challenging the growth of the gospel in the modern world is the fact that the mainstream media and the educational system are against Christianity. Unfortunately, today, many people do not think carefully and clearly. They are used to being spoon-fed information from the mainstream media. But the mainstream media favors one point of view, the point of view that is against Christianity and clearly shows media bias. And the same thing is true for the American educational system. Textbooks and teachers, by and large, are woke 
American history is being rewritten to destroy any vestige of decency and honor in our past. The 1619 Project is the long-form journalism endeavor developed by Nicole Hannah-Jones in conjunction with the New York Times. It focuses on America's founding and seeks to prove how bad America is. It takes a highly revisionist view of traditionally reverenced events and people. Even Washington and Lincoln are portrayed in a highly negative light. The project developed an educational curriculum that is used today in many, many schools. It is one of the main tools used in getting people to hate their own country. The third development that is challenging the growth of the gospel are the sex scandals in churches and ministries. While it is true that there have been sex scandals in churches and ministries, no one mentions the thousands of pastors, ministry leaders, and missionaries who have devoted their lives to spreading the gospel, many of whom live in low-income situations, some even losing their lives for the sake of the gospel. As always, it is not just what is printed that is important. It is what is not printed and what does not receive public exposure that produces a distorted image. It is still true that a half-truth is a whole lie. At one time in America, most people identified as Christian. People who ran for public office all agreed that marriage was between one man and one woman for life. Today, governors, mayors, and presidents present a bewildering array of divergent views. In fact, some of the views are bizarre and unbelievably perverse. And those are kind words. These are some of the factors that make the growth of the gospel and walking the life of faith especially difficult. However, I don't see that God has canceled the Great Commission, nor do I see that God has called us to build a bunker and hunker. No, we are still to go. We are still to pray. And we are still to believe the precious doctrine of eternal security. If you have a question for Pastor Larry, simply email askpastorlarry at swrc.com. That's askpastorlarry at swrc.com. Today, we have Tom Hughes' brand new book entitled Marking the Masses. Marking the Masses is a wake-up call to both believers and unbelievers alike regarding an agenda that was set in motion by an elite group in 1961. Since that day, at the dawn of modern computerization, the plan to enslave society has been woven into every aspect of our lives. Today, 60 years later, the pieces are now in place, and the catalyst to trigger the rapid and conclusive collapse of the world as we know it is about to begin. Marking the Masses by Tom Hughes reveals that if the world knew what was coming, they would fear the future. Order Marking the Masses today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order Marking the Masses when you visit our website, swrc.com. With all the turmoil and chaos in the world, many are asking if the tribulation has already begun. Tomorrow, our guest, Amir Sarfati, will answer that important question. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by downloading our SWRC mobile app, or you can simply subscribe to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. 
Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.